over them and thought of death and decay. The town lay still in the Indian summer sun. On Elm Street, the main thoroughfare, nothing moved. The shopkeepers, who had rolled protective canvas awnings down over their front windows, took the lack of trade philosophically and retired to the back rooms of their stores, where they alternately dozed, glanced at the Peyton Place Times, and listened to the broadcasts of a baseball game. To the east on Elm Street, beyond the six blocks occupied by the business section of the town, rose the steeple of the Congregational Church. The pointed structure pierced through the leaves of the surrounding trees and shone dazzlingly white against the blue sky. At the opposite end of the business district stood another steepled structure. This was St. Joseph's Catholic Church, and its spire far outshone that of the Congregationalists, for it was topped with a cross of gold. Seth Buswell, the owner and editor of the Peyton Place Times, had once written rather poetically that the two churches bracketed and held the town like a pair of gigantic bookends, an observation which had set off a series of minor explosions in Peyton Place. There were few Catholics in town who cared to be associated in any partnership with the Protestants, while the Congregationalists had as little desire to be paired off with the Papists. If imaginary bookends were to exist in Peyton Place, they would both have to be of the same religious denomination. Seth had laughed at the arguments heard all over town that week, and in his next edition he reclassified the two churches as tall, protective mountains guarding the peaceful business valley. Both Catholics and Protestants scanned this second article carefully for a trace of sarcasm or facetiousness, but in the end, everyone had taken the story at its face value, and Seth laughed harder than before. Dr. Matthew Swain, Seth's best friend and oldest crony, grunted, Mountains, eh? More like a pair of goddamn volcanoes. Both of them breathing brimstone and fire, Seth added, still laughing as he poured two more drinks. But the doctor would not laugh with his friend. There were three things which he hated in this world, he often said, and angrily, death, venereal disease, and organized religion. In that order, the doctor always amended, and the story, clean or otherwise, that can make me laugh at one of these has never been thought up. But on this hot October afternoon, Seth was not thinking of opposing religious factions, or for that matter of anything in particular. He sat at his desk behind the plate-glass window of his street-floor office, sipping at a cold drink, and listened desultorily to the baseball game. In front of the courthouse, a large white stone building with a verdigris-colored dome, a few old men lounged on the wooden benches, which seemed to be part of every municipal building in America's small towns. The men leaned back against the warm sides of the courthouse, their tired eyes shaded by battered felt hats, and let the Indian summer sun warm their cold old bones. They were as still as the trees for which the main street had been named. Under the elms, the black-tarred sidewalks, ruffled in many places by the pushing roots of the giant trees, were empty. The chime clock set into the red brick front of the Citizens National Bank across the street from the courthouse struck once. It was 2.30 on a Friday afternoon. Two.
Maple Street, which bisected Elm at a point halfway through the business section, was a wide, tree-shaded avenue which ran north and south from one end of town to the other. At the extreme southern end of the street, where the paving ended and gave way to an empty field, stood the Peyton Place schools. It was toward these buildings that Kenny Stearns, the town handyman, walked. The men in front of the courthouse opened drowsy eyes to watch him. There goes Kenny Stearns, said one man, unnecessarily, for everyone had seen and knew Kenny. Sober as a judge right now. Mm, that won't last long, the men laughed. Good at his work, though, Kenny is, said one old man, named Clayton Fraser, who made a point of disagreeing with everybody, no matter what the issue. When he ain't too drunk to work. Never knew Kenny to lose a day's work on account of liquor, said Clayton Fraser. Ain't nobody in Peyton Place can make things grow like...